Uh-oh, what did I just do? Oh, well, I fixed it there. Hit the wrong button. Welcome to Pratt Style Review. Uh, today we are joined with Brian and Israel from the, uh, what is this, um, the Dragon Rojo Metal Fest and the uh, San Diego Metal Swap Meet. I did pronounce uh, Dragon Rojo correct, right? I think you did, yes. All right, good. Uh, so welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Wayne. All right, so now, uh, what do you want to talk about first? Because I, the Metal Fest, um, the Swap Meet actually happens first, right? Correct, correct. Uh, Metal Swap Meet uh, is October 15th, and that's kind of like uh, both of our things. We've been mm. uh, doing that since 2009, and uh, mm. it's been a pretty cool run so far. And uh, this is kind of like the biggest year we got going on this year. So, um, you know, after the pandemic, we did one last year, which was went really well. But this time it's kind of be the, you know, Kind of like getting back to the to the full run to the full the full event, and you know we're really stoked. We're actually out here pretty close to the venue where we're going to have it, so we're we're doing a little work today on that. Um, and uh, you know we're super stoked that uh, you know we're still doing it after was that 12, 13 years, twelve years, twelve years, something like that. I don't uh, know. Yeah, we can't... yeah I, I remember. I might just um, used to be on a message board. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Heart of Metal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's how I heard of the swap meet because they would talk about that all the time on there. So uh, I was pretty familiar with it. And uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm in New York. So, you know, it's pretty far for me. But uh, it seems like a really cool thing I would love to go to because I love going to swap meets and, you know, I, I go to yard sale constantly. So I'm always looking for good deals. And, and I love stuff like that because, you know, sometimes you find things that you can't go to the store and find, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and primarily here in, in San Diego. There's really no more stores that sell any physical metal media at all. Right. So, kind of, you know, that's I think primarily one of the reasons we started it. Um, Brian used to work for, for kind of like the only store in town that was primarily just uh, focused on underground metal. And once that closed down, it kind of left a void, um, you know, in, in our metal scene, at least in our neck of the woods. So, um, you know, we basically decided to, to kind of just do it ourselves since nobody else was doing it. Um, and you know, we kind of started from there and Brian could tell you a little bit more about how all kind of went down. Uh, yeah, I worked at a record store and it closed like almost all record stores did. And, uh, I felt that there was a void with that, uh, connection with, uh, community and, uh, merch. Uh, so we just decided to do it in my driveway and, uh, it worked out pretty well and people enjoyed it. People brought their... So not only selling their old CDs, vinyl, and shirts, but also like uh, crafts and artwork that they made. Yeah. Uh, we, we just added on over the years with uh, other things like bands and food and stuff like that. Made it more of a more like an event type thing. Yeah, exactly. The very first one was in his driveway. Um, it was about fifteen people with little tables and chairs, and they all brought their old CDs and T-shirts. We had a friend of ours cooking hot dogs, and, and we're selling beer, you know, Coors Light out of a, you know, cooler. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, we have it on a Saturday, and, and we have 350 kids in the driveway partying and enjoying. And, and you know, and you know, it was it was a thing that we saw that that that, that people still love. So we moved on to a venue from there, and then kept growing till you know the place we're at now, where you know, we, we went from 15 vendors. Now we're up to, uh, I think, over 80 vendors that oh, we are hoping wow. this time around. So it, it, it's become a, a, a big thing here in Southern California, um, you know, and it's not something that we ever imagined that could happen. You know, we were yeah. thinking that the media was going to die, and we were just trying to, 
you know, hold on to it a little bit longer, but lo and behold, people still care, you know? Yeah. It still seems to be coming back. And actually, I, ju I just bought cassettes recently. So <laughs> everything's coming back. <laughs> coming back. Yeah, even the CDs are starting to come back now. And, you know, obviously the records are, are huge. So well, actually, the records are starting to become expensive. So everybody's going back to CDs again. So mm -hmm. you see, like, do any music stores seem to maybe be making a comeback by you? Because by me, there's, I do have a few out here. So I do have some stores I can go to. But what about by you guys? I don't know if I would call it a comeback, but there's a couple. Yeah, a couple small places. Uh, mostly selling used stuff? Yeah, mostly mm. selling used Um Strictly for metal, there really isn't. Um, but uh, there's a few small stores that still have survived that sell mostly used vinyl records. And every once in a while, you do find some stuff there. Um, but when it comes to, like, T-shirts or, uh, you know, like you said, tapes and stuff like that, it's, it's kind of hard to find. Yeah. Uh, so it's either you're going on Amazon or going on eBay and trying to find it. And like Brian mentioned, it, it's kind of, it's missing that whole, you know, the whole community aspect of it when you do it online. I mean, it's convenient, but mm. for us who grew up, you know, buying a CD at the local store and kind of talking to the, to the guy who was there and they would tell us, hey, you know what, next week I got this Hyrax release coming or I got this, you know, Monomarth coming or they have a store signing. You know, that sort of thing was, was it was just not about the product itself. It was about the interaction. You kind of found out about shows coming up and you know we we kind of wanted to recreate a little bit of that with our band yeah that's cool i hope to one day I, I sometime get up there because uh it's something yeah. that I'd, i'd love to do because I, I a friend of mine me and him used to go into manhattan and just try to find all the music stores that we could because we'd love to go on through you know cds and, and records and all that stuff and oh I, yeah a lot of those places in manhattan had died down but um it, it's just something that i miss doing you know and a lot of Like we don't have the flea market stuff here really often. There is, but they don't really sell music stuff. And if they do, it's very, very expensive stuff. So, you know, it's it's nice to see what you guys are doing, and and hopefully it even gets bigger because uh, maybe turn it into a convention at some point. You know. Yeah, we're we're kind of on our way there because we have a. They got a lot of vendors now, so yeah, it's getting to convention numbers. We have a guest like uh, Derek Riggs. Right. This is there. Uh, Felipe Machado Franco, another artist is there. Uh, yeah, and of course the bands and stuff we have. We've had signings. We've had, uh, uh, what was it? We had, was it Super Joint? Yeah, Super Joint Ritual, Phil and Stumble came for a signing. signing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, you know, we've been trying to add little by little every year, a, more of an aspect of a, of a convention aspect. This year we have uh, Gene Hoagland, who's going to be doing a whole drum clinic uh here at, at the swap meet so uh -huh. um, that we want to do bring more musicians to kind of show a, another side of, of what you know metal is which is the actual performance aspect you know uh question and answer sessions stuff like that we want to make it in, eventually into something that is more of a convention and more interactive for the for the people to come yeah yeah it's definitely fun now um where can people go to uh like, is there tickets or you just go in there how does it work yeah we have tickets uh you You can go to metalswapbeat.com, uh, and you, if you click on tickets, uh, it'll take you to our Eventbrite uh, page where we have tickets. And there is even still some vendor spots if uh, somebody wants to sell some of their stuff, or you know, if you're a creator, you know, make some clothing or something like that, you, you can sell that. All right, very cool. 
distro, whatever. Um, we have vendor spots. Uh, general admission price is fifteen bucks. Uh, that helps cover the cost of the bands and everything. And uh, we also have VIP packages for people who want to get in a little earlier. Mm. Um, some of us are, are big time nerds and want to get our hands first on everything, so it's not all picked over. So we got VIP packages that'll offer free uh, early entrance. You get a, a T-shirt, you know, beer koozie, uh, specials on drinks, stuff like that. So, um, you know, we have a, a couple different options there and, you know, for, for everybody. And it's an all-ages event, which makes it um, cool to see so many kids, you know, people bringing their kids and, right. you, know, you know, kids who, who came to our first one when they were 15, 16 years old and now they have kids or they have metal bands, you know. So it's kind of it's kind of cool to see that evolution uh, that, that we've seen over the years. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so what bands are going to be there? I have a list of, uh, like you said, Gene Hoagland uh, is going to be there. Evil Dead? gonna be there yeah man legendary thrash metal from la evil dead's gonna be making their first uh what's the first show here in san diego i think the first san diego show first yeah san diego show. oh really? wow cool. um put a bunch of european dates this summer and i think uh they're doing uh yeah first show in san diego uh we also have slow fag slow fag yeah, yeah from the bay area mm-hmm. um been around since like 90 89 or something like that yeah, i think it's our first time in san diego too uh, we have a pretty cool doom band called the Stygian Crown from Los Angeles. Okay, yeah. They're signed to Cruz del Sur Records. They're more in the vein of like uh, Candlemas, uh, The Skull, um, with a female vocalist, which makes it really interesting. Mm. And have a, a local, a local San Diego power metal band called Night Shadow um, that's really, really popping off. So it's going to be a uh, uh, you know, a couple different genres playing, and then we have Gene Holman as well, who's going to be hanging out with us, and, and uh, you're doing his thing. Yeah, that's, that's definitely really cool. I, I'm a drummer too, so seeing that Gene would be there, that, that'd be interesting to see, you know, what he says to people and how he, you know, like uh, gives tips on how he plays drums and stuff. He's a freaking monster, you know, his things that he plays, I'm like, I, I couldn't even attempt. <laughs> And he, and he plays all, all different types, you know. It's just amazing, and he does a uh, like stories about you know how these types of songs came about, tour, you know, stories. Kind of, uh, it, it gives you a pretty cool insight into um, what a professional, you know, drummer does. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and how did you get uh, in touch with uh, Derek Riggs? I mean, he's you know huge Iron Maiden artist. So how that happen? Yeah, Derek uh, happens to live. Uh, just north of us, uh, and I think what is it, Temecula? Temecula. Uh, but yeah, a friend of his got in touch with us, and we we matched up. And he's he's been doing signings at Metal Swami um, for something like seven or eight years. Yep, yeah. seven or eight years now. Yeah, yeah. He, he's really so he's kind of a fixture here, mm. uh, but he still draws a, a crowd and. There's always a line in front of his, his table. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, his artwork on the Maiden covers alone was just like, you know, it blows your mind the shit that he did. You know, you can't beat his artwork. No, it's it's a, it's it's amazing and it, it's iconic more than anything. And then people always get a kick out of, you know, coming over, getting autographs, buying his his, his book and you know, all the stuff he's got for sale too. And he always gets a kick out of how how, how cool, you know, how many people actually show up to just see him. Um, so he, he's he's always very gracious to, to, to come to a vet, you know. Yeah, if you buy his book, he'll draw you a picture of Eddie. Oh, right, yeah, on the inside cover. Oh, really? Yeah, That's which cool. Is- <laughs> <laughs> now, I, 
Now you mentioned Felipe. Does he do like the same thing that uh, Derek does too? Like show what his artwork and stuff is, or is he doing his paint? Because he's been on my show. I, I talk to him once in a while. So is he doing like the same thing that Derek does, like showing off his artwork and stuff like that, or what does he do there? Correct. He he brings over his prints um, and basically showing off all the artwork that he's done with the different bands. Like I believe, I believe he's done Blind Guardian. And- yeah. Yeah, Gamma Ray. He, he did another friend of mine's band too, uh, Timeless Haunt. He did their album cover. Yeah, he does a lot of them. So he does uh, a lot of the a lot of the uh, prints. He'll, he'll be there to sell. He'll do autographs. Um, he'll also take commissions to people, interested bands, whatever. Um, he was here for the first time last year, which okay. was really cool because he's a huge uh, Derek Briggs fan. So I think primarily for him, mm-hmm. it might have been like a, "Hey, man, I want to meet Derek nerd, yeah. nerd out," you know. Um, so now he's kind of like. And, he, and he's doing a design for us this year as well. Uh, yeah, for, so if you, if, you get, if you get our VIP package, you get the shirt designed by him. Exactly. Oh, wow. All right, cool. So, so we, we worked with him a little bit, and he seems to be a really cool guy. And, you know, he's willing to make the trip out here and just kind of hang out for the weekend and, and do his thing. And, you know, we, we appreciate him, um, you know, offering to do the artwork for one of our shirts. So we're stoked yeah. about that. Is it, is it green artwork? He, he uses a lot of green. No, no. Fiery orange. Fiery orange. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Wow. He's moving on to different colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole part of the color wheel that he didn't know about. <laughs> I love his artwork, though. He, he does some really great artwork. Actually, the um, the Timeless Haunt, the, the, my friend's man, he did a really cool uh, cover for them. And uh, all the, the Iron Savior stuff that he does, too. And, of course, the Blind Guardian stuff. I mean, that's just insane, those monster things that he draws. Right. Yeah, he's, a, he's a good artist. Yeah, he's a fantastic artist, and you know we're just glad to have him. Yeah. All right, and then the uh, Dragon Rojo uh, Metal Fest, and that's going to be in Tijuana, Mexico, and that's uh, November nineteenth and twentieth of this year. And you got forty-one bands. That's a lot of bands. Forty-two or something. Forty-two bands now. All right. Wow. Um. Yeah. That's that's more of like uh something that that myself and and some friends from from Tijuana who have a a, a rock and roll bar down there pretty much you know help put together and I, I i basically assisted them with with contacting bands and, and i basically am the booking the booking guy for, for that festival so that's been a um you know kind of like a roller coaster being that last year was our first year and mm. it turned out to be with the pandemic and everything the only uh, only metal fe- international metal festival in, in all of central and south america so we were really happy to do that but it, it was uh it was cool you know it was fun so this time around, we're, we're kind of making it bigger um, through stages. Um, these guys are kind of investing in, in something towards the future for, and it's which is something really rare for, for a city like Tijuana to have something um, of this caliber. Um, you know, um, when it comes to metal, uh, is a huge city, uh, but the metal metal scene there has has not really kicked off like it used to back in the nineties. You know, right. where you had Sepultura coming in, you had merciful fate playing down there you had all these huge bands playing down there and it kind of fizzled out during the, the early 2000 late 90s early 2000s so uh you know we're, we're trying to to see what, what we can do down there with um you know with the mexican crowd so hopefully you know this year it'll, it'll be a lot better a lot bigger yeah. it'll be a lot yeah you got, you got a lot of band uh dying fetus uh riot v uh mm-hmm. the three tremors cage and, and tim ripper owens and grim reaper uh hyrax Mm-hmm. going to be there. I, I would love to see Hyrex. I love Caden. Uh, you watching him on uh, Facebook sometimes. He was live shows. He's, he's oh, always got stories to tell. He's got so many stories and he's so interesting. 
Yeah, and he's also going to be at Metal Swap. He's going to be DJing the right. whole day. Right. Um, but he's he's always been a friend of the Swap. He's been there since the second one, I believe. Um, so he's always he's always stoked, and we're so happy to have him because he's such a big presence and in metal, you know, everywhere around the world. He's he's one of those dudes that's always so happy about metal that you know we had to have him involved and. He's like an ambassador. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what we call him, you know. So we love that guy, um, and he's always got this this energy and, and just passion, you know. He does, um, yeah. And you know, very cool that he's got his he's got the Pyrex back again with the new lineup. Um, they sound really great from what I've seen the videos. Um, so we, we they weren't able to play the Dragon Ronaldo last year because of the you know the breakup, mm. but this year they're they're back and and you know they're ready to kick ass. So we're really stoked to have him. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, like I said, I watch his YouTube, uh, Facebook videos all the time, and he he just he, you can tell he just loves music, you know, yeah. especially by his collection that he has too. He has so much rare stuff, and the way he just talks about it, he just you know he, he loves it. So very passionate. A, yeah, very very passionate. Um, so where do people go to get tickets for this show? So same thing, uh, DragonRojoMetalFest.com. Uh, we have tickets uh, for one-day tickets or two-day tickets since it's a Saturday and a Sunday. It's a holiday weekend in Mexico, so Monday there's no, um, you know, people are off. So, mm. um, and if you get the single-day tickets, thirty-seven dollars. If you get the, uh, you know, two-day tickets, it's seventy-four bucks, something like that. Wow, that's not bad at all. Yeah, with, with for, that many bands, that's that's cheap. Yeah, and yeah. that includes also the pre-fest, which we have at uh, that Friday at the bar the Dragon Rojo Rock Bar, which is uh, close to uh, downtown Tijuana. And that's going to have an additional five bands. So you get the pre-fest, the Saturday and the Sunday. And, you know, I think that's more than enough. I th- uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a mini Lollapalooza here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to need some a uh, lot of uh, Gatorade to recover from that. <laughs> now, is this outside? Is this like an outside venue thing? Okay. The- there, it's it's a, it's actually in the parking lot of the professional baseball stadium in Tijuana. Oh wow! They have a huge excellent out there, so we're we're taking over that place this time around, and uh, uh, it's it's good. We're gonna have uh, several craft breweries there, lots of uh, you know, lots of food, uh, lots of parking as well. So if people want to kind of hang out and do their own thing in the parking lot, and then come into the festival, they can do that. Um, so. Uh, we're attempting something that's kind of not been done before in Tijuana when it comes to just straight underground metal. So we're, we're hoping that, you know, people respond. And so far the response has been really good, uh, especially from people from out of state. And, uh, you know, we're really stoked to see how this all turns out. All right. Now, how do you guys book these bands? Do they contact you or you contact them or how does that work? You know what? The, the first year we did it, it was kind of like begging, <laughs> uh, you know, reaching out to bands, and I, I, I can't, I can tell you, I probably contacted close to three hundred bands. Yeah. Uh, some of them will either tell you, "Hell no, we're not going to Tijuana. <laughs> we'll never go there," uh, or you know what, we're booked or we're recording uh, because a lot of bands took the time off to to just record because of the pandemic and it might yeah. still down. Um, and then you had the ones that, hey, yeah, let's do it, and then they give us a price, and we're like, <gasps> you know. <laughs> Uh, so this time around, actually, we have bands contacting us. So we got to, to be a little picky. And, and uh, of course, the, the headliner bands, we do have to reach out. And, but they were more receptive this time. So the, the response we had last year and, and the, the good reviews we had from the headliner bands, the Chrisium, Nervosa, 
um, you know, Witherfall, all those guys, um, all basically gave us good recommendations with booking agents pretty much all over the globe. So when we contacted bands this year, it was so much easier to, 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 to get those bands to actually take the chance and uh, you know, be open about booking with, with a, you know, a relatively new small festival. Yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine too. Though it helps that you do do the swap meet thing, so they you do have oh, a name that's been out there. So, yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people kind of knew that we do have a track record, at least part of us, like myself, do have a track record doing events. And I think that's something that we take with great pride on. That all the bands we would work with, you know, be it Jack Pants or Cattle Decapitation, um, you know, Cage that we would work with with the swap meet, we've always had. Uh, really good relationships we've never had an issue with, with bands being unhappy not getting paid anything like that so i think that gives you a, a good calling card when we contact you know evil dead or slow fag or bands that are coming from out of state or what have you mm. uh, that if you treat them well you pay them what they what you promise to pay them you give them a good meal and you give them a good event to play at um you know they talk bands talk they're like uh you know they're like old women at the you know at the laundromat they talk amongst each other and they tell each other you know what don't go to this event. They treat you like shit or the sound sucks or whatever. Uh, but when they talk about Metal Swap, they know that it's a quality event, at least for the bands. They're going to be happy. They're going to get treated right. And they're going to have a blast. And um, the guys from Blood Feast last year, were just, I was just talking to Adam, you know, recently. And he's like, man, that was one of the funnest things I've ever done. And it was, you know, Metal Swap, you know, and these guys have played all, all over the world. So that that's a point of pride for us to treat the bands well. Um, and and, and uh, you know treat them how they should be treated. And our event is kind of a mix between a uh, a festival and a backyard party. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got the backyard party kind of feel where everybody's kind of like in a festive mood. Yeah. Um, but it it has like a little bit more uh, legitimacy to it, I guess. Yeah. For sure. I see you're wearing a Jag Panzer shirt, and you're wearing a Black Sabbath shirt. Uh, what? What bands got you into heavy metal? Uh, for me, it was a lot of the bands my dad played as a kid, uh, which would be like Black Sabbath, uh, Zeppelin, uh, Cream, Blue Cheer. Uh, yeah, stuff like that, even Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on my own, I discovered more thrash stuff when I was older. What's mm-hmm. so some of the newest stuff you've been listening to? Ooh. And it's always a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> Are the uh, new bands really that bad? <laughs> yeah, I, guess. I, I like this band Napster from oh, Europe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're, play, they're playing like uh, 80s uh, AOR type of rock. What was uh, the name of it again? In the 80s that like went, went on hiatus for like 30 years. Okay. Right. Catchy Journey kind of sound. Yeah, it's kind of a weird band, but they're really good. Yeah. Um, listen to that lately. For some reason, I'm on a Dune kick. So listen to a lot of stuff like Warning and uh, uh, Candle Mass. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Candle Mass is awesome. Yeah. There's another band uh, uh, called Below. I think they're from Sweden. Doom metal mm-hmm. band. They're really cool. Check them out. Okay. What I'm about you? Um, listening to a lot of punk rock when I was a kid and, and you know, kind of like charge GBH and exploited stuff like that. And, and from there, I think my first kind of like metal bands were Slayer and Pantera in the early 90s. Um, and then it kind of just took off from there. Um, I used to be really super into like the brutal death metal stuff like Suffocation and, you know, Emulation, which I still love. Um, and, you know, kind of 
once I got a little older, I started getting way more into the heavy metal and power metal stuff. And Jack Panzer became kind of like one of my favorite bands, right. um, the, you know, mid two thousands. And, and we were just lucky enough to have them play our event in 2017 because we just said, fuck it, dude, let's just bring a band that we love. We both love. And we just reached out and they said, yes, we'll play. And we just, it just blew our fucking head that, you know, a band like that, we want to play our event. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think we use our this event sometimes to kind of, you know, follow our own, uh, follow our own our, likes or whatever. Yeah, um, bucket list. Yeah, check out yes. bands. Okay, I love Jack yeah. Panzer. Let's bring them on. I, I do the same thing with this podcast. I try to find uh, the bands that I love and listen to. That makes the show better too. So you know, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, but but now I basically listen to uh, everything. I mean, there's uh, stuff from 1914, uh, a band called 1914. Mm-hmm. Crazy. A fantastic band that I've been listening to a lot, and then you get into bands like Nestor that are you know kind of very 80s influenced. Some songs sound like Journey, some songs sound like um, you know a lot of these 80 kind of you know very melodic bands. Um, and then I'll listen to you know the newest whatever black metal that have a crew from Finland that Brian showed me. Awesome, have a crew fantastic black. And, um, you know, and then, and, and I, the cool thing about us is that I think we both kind of feed off each other that we're not stale in our music taste, that we mm. keep listening. To we're not old. Yeah, we're <laughs> fucking done, you know? Yeah. Uh, but musically, I think we still like to listen. Try to stay up on the new releases. For sure. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. And then oh, we have our, our own podcast, the Metal Swap Talk, that we kind of push and then have fun and kind of talk about newer bands and, you know, do reviews and stuff like that, which, um, yeah, it, it keeps you, it keeps you fresh on what's going on out there. And bands like Blood Incantation, who just bring a brand new thing to, to the fold, you know, they, they kind of freshen up death metal, you know, so oh, yeah. there's so much good, new, good stuff out there. You know, we always try to keep up on it as much as we can. Yeah. And then doing what you guys are doing with the swap meet and, and the uh, festival, you, you really have to listen to new bands because, you know, you want to bring those bands to these shows, too. So yeah. you want to keep music going. You know, you don't want it to die off. When did you start the podcast? Uh, it was like three, two or three years ago. It was like two years ago, the first one we did. Yeah, but we're not very consistent with it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> sometimes we do it, sometimes we don't. Yeah. It's not uh, on a set schedule. Sometimes we get yeah. busy. We'll be, especially in the summer months, we're kind of busy. Yeah. Uh, we usually put it on YouTube, but you could also listen to the audio. Yeah. Okay. That's the same thing I do. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Do. How do you like doing it? It's a lot uh, of work. I like the the recording of it fine. Yeah. Since we put it on video, the video editing part takes a lot longer than I would like. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's why I started doing my shows live. I said, "Whatever happens, happens." And that's the show. <laughs> I, I can pretty much just show up, talk, have fun, and I don't know anything about editing. I don't know yeah. anything about anything else. So it, it kind of sucks that Brian basically gets help with the whole editing part of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the live thing's smart because uploading to YouTube, it's uh, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. It definitely is, and it, like like my show, it's it's pretty. But I do have other people, as you saw in the intro. I do work with other people. They just didn't come on tonight because it's it's late for them. But mm. uh, you know, I'm I'm in charge of everything, editing and and uploading and all that crap. So it's it's a lot of work. If if, <laughs> yeah. if it's something you can't commit to, then don't ever get into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there any band that you really want to get on these shows at some point? 
Mm. It's like that one band that you you really want to get on. I don't know. I, I would I would think it would even be a, a band that's like bigger than we could ever get, like a Rob Zombie or <laughs> yeah. would be cool. Um, we're trying to maybe a psychotic Waltz since they're kind of local heroes here in San Diego, if you know them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've always, people have asked us before and we've always said, um, you know, we get big enough, we're going to get Iron Maiden, but by the time we get big enough, I think Maiden's going to be dead and gone. <laughs> so, be the dream one for me, Iron Maiden. So, right. It, it, it's, uh, it's a long shot, but I'll go with that. You can always dream. Yeah, you can always dream. Hey, you never know. You know, anything can happen. And uh, the way you guys are building up these these two shows, uh, I, I think hopefully at some point something will happen. You get some, you know, really big band like that, and uh, I hope it all works out for you guys. Because uh, what you doing, what you guys are doing, is is really great to keep the uh, metal community alive, and and like you're keeping that physical product too alive too. What happened the Swami thing, and that's that's awesome. People, you see, people still actually do enjoy buying physical media, so yeah. it's good to keep that stuff alive. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. And uh, let people know again where's the websites they can go to and, and your and your uh, podcast as well. So for Metal Swap Meet, it's just metalswapmeet.com. For tickets, info, you can check out videos of the previous events. Uh, Dragon Rojo Metal Fest is just Dragon, like just spelled regularly, Rojo, R-O-J-O, metalfest.com for that one. Um, so Metal Swap Meet, October 15th. Uh, we start from 11 to, it's 11 to 7, it's in San Diego, California. And uh, Dragon Rojo Metal Fest, November 19th and 20th in Tijuana, Mexico. And, uh, you know, any of those, you can always message Facebook pages as well, Instagram, whatever. You can always message us there for more info. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let you know what's what. All right. Very cool. And thank you guys very much for coming on the show. Had a lot of fun talking to you guys. And good luck thank with you. everything in the future. And uh, hopefully one day I'll get to see you guys and I'll get to San Diego and buy some stuff. Amen. We'll get your first beer win. Thanks a lot. All right. Very cool. Thank you very much. And you guys, please go to ratsoundreview.com. Hit the subscribe button here on YouTube and also on whatever podcast you're listening to. And we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Rats Eye Review Network. Rats Eye Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show Rats Eye Review with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Rats Eye Review spinoffs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past and a King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings, The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron, Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Elquist and Eric Adams, no relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City, The Vieira Vault with Ralph Vieira, Schmackle a to you too, Ralph, the Timo Tolki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Tolki, The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry, Just the Cheese, Please, 
Movies, a podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. And the Music is Life podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsaw Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsawReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsaw Review Network. We're, We're taking over. over.